This is the Washington Indivisible Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cox. Listeners to this show know just how important this year's school board elections are. Radical right-wing groups like Moms for Liberty have been working to infiltrate our school boards here in Washington. And so to raise awareness, we are beginning our coverage this week of crucial school board races across the state. And we are joined right now by three individuals who are running for election in and around Spokane. Jamie Stacy is running for an open seat in the Mead School District. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm good. And Deborah Long and Cindy McMullen are both incumbents running for re-election to the Central Valley School District Board. Hello to both of you. How are you? Doing good. Thank you. Well, we're grateful to have all of you here today. And Jamie, you know, let's start with you. So as I say, you were running for Mead School Board. Uh, this is a district in North Spokane, serves uh, just over 10,000 students. First, tell us a little bit about your background and, you know, why you're running for school board. Yes. So I'm running for school board because... I firmly believe in education. I am an educator and have been for eight years. And I worked first as a paraeducator in the Mead School District and became a teacher in Spokane Public Schools. And I'm currently still an educator in a Title I Spokane Public School. Education matters so much to me. I watched my mother's socioeconomic status change for our family overnight. And it was due to her uh, pursuing education. So I I believe that education is so important, especially when we consider how equality and equity, where merit is an inevitable outcome when those things are present. I love what you're saying, in particular about your mother and how everything changed so dramatically for her uh, because of education. And, you know, on your website, you talk about the importance of uh, what you call the framework of hope. I, I'm suspecting that that is related to what you've just said. So talk a little bit more about what you mean by that. Yes. So hope is a verb. Hope is an action word. So we can have faith and we can believe that things are going to change. But hope comes alongside and puts legs on your faith. So with that... In education, we talk about, man, I I wish that things would change. I wish, I wish, I wish. But hope says, okay, here's a plan to help those changes come to fruition. I love that hope puts legs on your faith. That that is uh, just wonderful. You know, you mentioned your work as a teacher. Uh, I know that you worked as a substitute teacher in the Spokane School District. And once, uh, it's my understanding, when you were teaching during Black History Month, you found there was nothing in the school uh, to commemorate it, uh, no curriculum to acknowledge it at all. Talk a little bit about that experience. You know how you responded, and and why teaching about this is just so important. So I believe that representation matters. And it matters where it matters. And in so many spaces where we don't see representation, kids are not seeing themselves. And so uh, in education, oftentimes we hear the enslaved narrative. And I was in a space where that was the narrative, but there was no narrative around Black excellence. So Black History Month in that space, I began to say, okay, we were not just enslaved people. We were also creators, inventors, uh, artists, all of these things. So we are not, we are contributors as well. So that is what the narrative that I wanted to bring into that space. And I was able to do that. And I had the support of admin. You made an enormous difference there. And, you know, uh, something else that is problematic in our schools is uh, harassment and bullying. You, uh, your platform focuses very much on anti-bullying and harassment. How would you address that issue on as a school board member? 
So absolutely. One of the things that I did um, currently is I wrote an eliminating hate speech policy, and it currently lives um, in one of the schools where I'm an educator. What I like to focus on is to say, hey, listen, we are the house of education. So our primary goal is to educate first. Sometimes kids don't know what they just don't know. So focusing on that intimidation and that harassment and that bullying component of it is not asking them why, but what happened to you to cause you to feel like this is the tool you need to reach for and how you approach people. So to be able to say, to educate around that and say, hey, that's not that's not the tool we want to use, but to give them an opportunity opportunity to be educated and then move forward with that knowledge. You know, as I mentioned at the top, uh, groups like Moms for Liberty are, are pushing a, a radical agenda on our school boards. And I'll just ask you as an educator and, and also as a parent, how do you think we can best counter this? So I think it's important for parents to have an understanding of what actually happens in the schools. So our as teachers, our certification does not come from the board. <laughs> it does not come from the board. It comes from the OSPI. And when I say OSPI, I'm talking about the Office of Superintendent for Public Instruction. Thank you. So that certification, um, there are standards that come with that. And if teachers are not meeting those standards, and there's a policy created by a school board that prevents them from meeting those standards, then that's a problem. So teachers can lose their certification. So uh, we have to make sure we're educating our parents around why we're doing certain things in the schools and why it matters. How can people in the community uh, uplift what you're doing here uh, to, to help you in your campaign? So absolutely check out uh, my social media, Vote Jamie Stacy. Check out our website, votejamiestacy.com, where you will see a little bit of my input around uh, the framework of hope. You will also see pictures of my beautiful family and you will see what I've done in this community. I'm also the founder and executive director of SWAG, Strong Women Achieving Greatness. And so you can you will see all of that on my website, votejamiestacy.com. I would encourage everybody to check uh, out both of those sites and everything uh, that Jamie stands for. Uh, We will turn next to our two candidates who are running for re-election to the Central Valley School Board, Cindy McMullen and Deborah Long. So your district is located in Spokane Valley in Liberty Lake, serves uh, just over 14,000 students. Uh, Cindy, I want to start with you. So you were first elected to the board in 1987. You've served basically since then, save for a four-year term on the State Board of Education. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and, you know, some of your core values on education? Well, I am the proud daughter of a career army officer, and um, I'm blessed to have been married to my dear husband for 50 years. He's a saint. Um, We have three grown daughters who chose three great guys to be our sons, and we have five amazing grandchildren. Um, Unfortunately, none of them live in Spokane anymore. So um, my energy as a mom and grandma now is focused on the 14,200 kids in the Central Valley School District. Um, As far as core values, I believe that every student has a right to a public education. And that education must be built on truth and fact and can't be... um, influenced by uh, political philosophy or religious belief. 
Um, we are entrusted with our students to um, teach them the knowledge and the skills that they need for the future they want to have. And as a board member, I have a fiduciary duty, not only to our current students and community, but to the future and making sure that our our school district is strong into the future. You mentioned an education without influence uh, by uh, political or religious um, uh, aspects, and certainly something I want to come back to uh, as we uh, continue our discussion here. But Deborah, I'd like to bring you in. You were first elected to the board in 2003, and you know, like Cynthia, you bring deep experience, including serving as president of the uh, the Washington State uh, School Directors Association. You're currently the vice president of the Central Valley uh, School Board. So tell us a little bit about yourself and you know some of your core values and your philosophy when it comes to education. Well, like Cindy, I've married an amazing man, and I've been married for 48 years. I have two um, boys who both graduated from Central Valley, and I have seven grandchildren and eight great-grandchildren. So both my boys married women with children, and I was blessed to be a grandma right off the bat. So I, I would say I am all about drama, all about band, and I'm all about opportunities. That's what public education is all about. Give me the opportunity to choose what I want to do today. It is so different than when we went to school. You know, CTE is incredibly important and makes a difference in a child. I may not have the ability to go on to college, you know, four years and a lot of money, but I can be a plumber. I can be an electrician. I can be in a Vista lineman, which I would not want to climb that pole, but they make good money. And if you've ever had to call a plumber at eight o'clock on a Saturday night, you'll wish you were one. So, yeah, it's all about opportunities and feeding the soul of a child because they're hungry for education and they're hungry to make a difference in this world. Opportunities for all feeding the soul of a child. And of course, I just have to give a shout out. You're, you're, you're my people. You know, we're, uh, we're theater band people. Uh, yeah, so yeah. shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so I would just note for listeners that the two of you are generally on opposite sides. You and, and Cindy are very generally on opposite sides of the aisle politically, but you've <laughs> successfully worked together. And, and even you, you're running together on a website called Central Valley Kids First. Um, Cindy, I wonder if you could talk about just a few of the things that you've accomplished together and, and really why it matters that uh, you can work across the aisle? Well, it's very simple. The reason that it matters is that you get things done for students and you need to focus, as our slogan is, kids first. Um, We have been able over the last 20 years to do some amazing things together. Um, We've adopted um, good curriculum that's fact-based and um, forward-thinking. We have um, great communications with our community. And I think the thing I'm probably most proud of in the immediate past is that we passed two bonds with 70% um, approval vote in our community. And as a result of that, we were able to do 29 um, school projects, including a new high school, a new middle school, three new Um, elementary schools and major renovation of however many you need to come up to 29 um, from that. Um, And we were able to do it on time and either on or under budget. And um, I think that that's a pretty amazing um, thing to be able to pull off. I should say so. I mean, uh, two bonds, it was 70% approval is almost unheard of uh, in this day and age. Um, Deborah, what would you like to add to that? 
Very well said, Cindy. You know, the kids don't come with a D and an R above them or an I. We are about opportunities, and that's why we, we get along so well is because we look at the child and decide what do they need and how will they be successful because every child is different, and you need to know that, that every child matters, and it's all about experience, and it's all about making a difference for the child. Making a difference for the child, absolutely. And, you know, uh, as I mentioned at the top, um, we know where the threat is coming from. You're both being challenged by opponents from the extreme right. Um, Deborah, just staying with you, what if you could talk about this threat and really why it's so important to keep people like you and Cynthia on, on the school board? Book banning really comes into play, and I think you've seen it, and we saw some of it in Liberty Lake at the library. They wanted to ban the books. Uh, I listened to an incredible speaker. Book, book bannings, number one, and 30 seconds for now, they'll burn it. Kids need to have those opportunities to learn. And the threats, while they're ugly, you have to remember, they're probably a minority. And um, it's, it's sad to say, they want to bring culture. They want to bring um, their thoughts. It's their way or the highway. And I was not raised that way. I was raised in a very small town where your neighbor, you kindness what happened to kindness and respect they've lost that and our community will suffer um your home prices will go down we've seen um colville when they got fined 150,000 for not you know the potential of 150 for not you know wearing a mask or you had the recall in richland how about bonner's ferry all gone all those school board directors we have to follow the law that is our, that's our oath that we will follow the law, whether we agree with it or not. And so it's what holds us together. It makes a difference for, for all of us on the board. And, they, you know, it matters. Kids matter, people. You get one shot at public education, K-12. It isn't K-30. It's K-12. So do it and do it right. So, you know, what you're saying is in addition to it being the law and certainly ethical concerns, you say that there are economic consequences to all of this as well, which I think is something that people can really uh, think about as they head to the polls. Um, and uh, Cindy, I, of course, want to bring you in on this. You know, can you talk to this threat a little bit and, and really why it's so important to keep both uh, people like like the two of you on, on the board? Well, I think people need to understand that the the extremists use really wholesome names for their organizations, Moms for Liberty, Parents' Rights. But in reality, these movements seek to impose radical and um, doctrine-based uh, syst education system on our kids. The um, leaders of these organizations have specifically said that it is their goal to take down the current education system. And we need to take them seriously. And like Debbie said, we can look at examples around the country and close to home that show us just exactly what could happen. In Florida, you can't teach honest history anymore. In Texas, you're not going to have school counselors. Instead, you're going to have chaplains. And it might not necessarily be from your religious uh, viewpoint. Um, one of the things that is havoc that results and distracts um, from doing the work that the board is supposed to be doing, taking care of educating our children. These situations take away money, they take away time, and they take away focus from what we're really supposed to be doing. And we're all in this because we love children 
And we want to be sure that they get the very best education they can. Um, I, I think it's just so important for people to understand that this is a critical and real issue that we're facing in our school districts right now. And really, wherever you're listening right now, I think it's important to keep everything that you just said in mind, uh, Cindy. And, you know, to that point, um, Deborah, I'll just ask you, do you, and Cindy, speaking of this, do you see lessons in the threats that your school board is facing right now as as being instructive, emblematic, uh, you know, in terms of how other school districts across our state might uh, face up to this? Well, I think Jamie said it quite eloquently. She's a teacher. She's there to educate the child. But if somebody doesn't like what she's teaching, she's not able to do her job. And that's important. Our teachers need to be supported and so that they can really educate the child in every way that they can. And to all, to all children, it's not just some children. We're about all children. And that's what's going to make the difference and allow our teachers to do their job and to do it to the best of their ability. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to ask both of you then uh, how uh, folks in the community can help your campaigns. Uh, Deborah, let's start with you. How would you like folks to help you? Uh, Well, please vote for Debbie Long, Cindy McMullen, and Keith Clark. And um, our website is Kids First, CVSD Kids First. And it shows that what we're all about. We're on Facebook, too, to, to help spread the word. We are good people. We're experienced people. We've been through tough times, and we've been through the good times. And, you know, what we do is what is right for our children. And that's what should matter. Cindy, I will give you the the final word this week. Well, I would encourage everyone, first of all, to become aware of what's going on and to get involved. Make sure that your family, your friends, your neighbors, people you work with, and if you can think of other people, add them to the list, that they understand how important this election is. This is not the time to let someone else make a decision for you or for our children. Um, Our educational system is too important for our kids, for our families, and for our community to stay out of this um, election this time. Every one of us has the opportunity, and I think more importantly, the responsibility to vote to make sure that we provide the very best we can for our kids, our families, and our community. Here, here. Not the time to let someone else uh, make these sorts of decisions for you. Uh, exceptionally well put. Uh, Cindy McMullen and Deborah Long, thank you both so much for, for joining us today. And uh, Jamie Stacy, thank you so much. And a huge thanks to our friend Petra Hoy for helping pull all this together on such short notice. We really appreciate you, Petey. Uh, as always, you can find more information about everyone's campaign and everything you heard about here on the show page. And that'll do it for this week. The executive producer of the show is Kat Pipkin. If you would like to see a video version of this podcast, head to facebook.com slash indivisible podcast. The email address for the show is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Lori Kowal. And as always, my thanks to you for listening. I'm Stephen Cox, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.